This is the How Did You Get Into That Podcast with Grant Baldwin, episode 20. Welcome to the How Did You Get Into That Podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview or encouraging message to help you find and do work you love. Now, here's your host, Grant Baldwin. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 20. 20. 20. Wow. It's so old. Our baby is growing up. So happy to have you with us. I'm Graham Baldwin, and uh, you are listening to the How'd You Get Into That podcast. Today, we've got a great episode with you, and uh, super excited to share uh, the story of, uh, of a few people. I think this is the first time we've actually had multiple people on the show, so you're, you're going to be in for a treat just on that alone. Hey, uh, also, I've mentioned this to you a couple times already, but we are doing a survey right now that we would love to get some feedback from you on. We're just loving to, uh, to hear back from uh, just our listeners and people literally around the world. If you're tuning into this podcast, if this is, if this is doing something for your world and uh, helping you out. We'd love to hear from you. We're doing a survey you can find at grantbaldwin.com slash survey. grantbaldwin.com slash survey. And uh, there, you, it's literally, it's a short 10-question survey. It'll literally take you five minutes, I promise you that. And we're giving away a $50 gift card to iTunes to one lucky participant who completes a survey. So you've got until us this Sunday, July 20th, 2014. If you are past that date, I'm so sorry. We still love you. You can still certainly go and fill out the survey. We're just not doing the uh, the giveaway. But if you would, please fill that out. That would really help us out. We want to make sure that we are hitting on the topics and subjects, interviewing guests that you want to hear from and uh, people's journeys that you want to learn from. So that would really help us out if you would check that out. Also, uh, if you haven't had a chance already on GrahamBaldwin.com, just on the homepage there, and uh, then a few other places sprinkled throughout the site, you can find a place where you can um, you can get a list of five questions to help you find and do work you love. So if you're just pondering what it is that you put on this planet to do, uh, I'd encourage you to check that out. And again, you can find that at grantbalden.com. Hey, today we are interviewing Jen and Omar of a website called thesearethings.com. And uh, this is a couple that uh, they actually make these amazingly beautiful maps, like these really, really cool. You just, you just have to go. You have to go to the site. Uh, thesearethings.com. You can check it out. But it's really fascinating because these are guys that are artists that were intrigued by getting into art and weren't really, really sure uh, how they were going to do that or what that was going to look like and how that was going to translate into actually making a living. So their story is super, super fascinating because really, in some ways, uh, as you'll hear, their business was literally an overnight success. I love their story about how they just they tried something, they threw it up, and it exploded, literally it exploded and they realized how they were on to something. But rather than, than, than not only just recognizing that they were on to something, they didn't just you know uh, dive head in on this thing. They wanted to make sure it wasn't a fluke. They wanted to make sure that there was some traction there. And maybe you're in that spot. Maybe you feel like in some ways your business has been you know indirectly an overnight success and it's you've you've had a this major sort of business success right out of the gate. And so you're going, oh, I'm going to put all my eggs into this basket. It's interesting to hear how they actually slowed down. They took a step back and said, all right, we're on to something. Let's just make sure that we handle this properly, that we make sure that we're going about this the right way. So really, really cool. Also, one cool part of their story is how they've always believed in the importance of saying yes and just kind of figuring it out as you go, but still being very calculated and taking risks and making decisions. Because I, I can tell you this, you're never going to have it all figured out. You're never going to have all of the, the answers. You're never going to have the whole map lined out exactly the way you hope it will be. You just At some point, you just have to pull the trigger. At some point, you have to take that next step. At some point, you have to begin taking action. 
because you're not going to have all the answers. I, I heard it put like this. I heard that, I think the analogy was, was related to writing a book. And, I, and I, I don't remember where the book was, which book it was. So if you are uh, listening to this and you know, email me, hit me up at grant at grantbaldo.com and uh, let me know what book this is. But the analogy was this, writing a book is like driving a car at night. When you're driving a car at night, you can only see as far as the headlights will show you, but you can make an entire trip that way. And think about that. I mean, you can drive literally for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles and only see as far as the headlights will show you. You don't see the roadblock up ahead. You don't see the construction. You don't see the detour. You don't see the issue that's up ahead that is not even on your radar yet, but you can continue to make the entire trip that way. And that's the same thing that's true whenever you're starting a business, whenever you're, you're an entrepreneur, whenever you're starting a new job, whenever you're stepping out from the known into the unknown. You, you may not have all the answers. You may not know exactly how it's going to play out. But as you'll hear in Jen and Omar's story, sometimes you just you say yes and you just figure it out as you go. That doesn't mean that you make stupid decisions. That doesn't mean you just dive in into the shallow end and you hope you don't die. No, 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 no. Not like that at all. But being able to say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to calculate it knowing that I don't have all the answers but I'm just going to take that step. I'm just going to take some form of action and we'll figure it out as we go. So uh, I think you're really going to dig this episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it. You can find all the show notes at grantbaldoncom slash Jen and Omar. So make sure you swing by and check that out. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Episode 20 coming at you right now. Boom. All right, today we are joined by Jen and Omar of the website thesearethings.com, and they are artists extraordinaire. So, Jen, Omar, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Thank thanks you. for having us. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. All right, so you have this website, These Are Things. What kind of things do you have, do you make? <laughs> we make all kinds of things. We specialize in modern maps, decorative yeah. maps. So, these are art prints that you could hang on your wall that showcase all kinds of places that are important to us from the whole world to... To down to your, your city that you live in or city that you have lived in. Nice. So just primarily maps is what you do today. Yes. Mostly, yeah. We kind of... I mean, it started out as just a fun personal project. So we've made all sorts of weird things over the years. We've made t-shirts. We've made... Omar's the, the genius behind the haters gonna hate guy, the little strutting like animated guy. <laughs> so we have like a, a little collection of haters gonna hate, which there's all kinds of weird things. But, but yeah, but we've definitely become most well known for our for our maps. So that's what we kind of rolled with. And that's kind of an interesting niche because obviously I would assume that you didn't start out the business from day one going, All right, we're gonna be the map people. That's what we're gonna do. That's gonna be our go to thing. So how did it kind of evolve into maps as that's what you're kinda of known for? Well, the funny thing is we didn't even kind of start out saying it's going to be a business. We had um, an idea to make one map for ourselves. We've been doing a lot of traveling, so we wanted a cool map that could kind of map our journey, but we couldn't find one we liked, so we just designed our own. We had to get 50 made because it's production around. You can't just get one made because um, we wanted to do it so screen. Like, you know, like so a handmade print. Handmade print, yeah. So, like, okay, we'll get the minimum 50 and we'll see what we can do with the rest of them. And so we just put up Put it up one night with these are things domain because it's just old domain that I had laying around. And um, the next day, the 50 sold out instantly and we put it on pre-order and hundreds more sold. And we're like, well, maybe. It's like, oh. <laughs> maybe maybe we should make maps. maps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
That's crazy. Okay, so I, I got to know more about that. So you put it up on a, on a like a dead domain. How are people even finding out about it? Like on, especially overnight. Well, it was actually. I mean, this was a Sunday night, so Omar was working at a, uh, a motion graphics firm. So he had the nine to five job. I was teaching at the local art school and doing some freelance work. So Sunday night, we're sitting on the couch, like, oh man, like you know, here we go again, another week, and, and, and we had all those prints that we said we have to get rid of these. Yeah, they're sitting in my. Under it was my so couch. sad. They were so pretty, and they were they were literally <laughs> sitting under his couch. It's like this. This is ridiculous. So we made this little one page website, and I sent out two, maybe three emails to design bloggers whose blogs I read every single morning um, before I started work. And the emails just said, hey, we made this thing. I thought you might like it. Here's a picture of it. I really just wanted them to look at it. I wasn't thinking that they would actually post about it or even really care because I figured they got, you know, probably hundreds of emails a day from people just like us who had made something. But those emails that ended up getting us on a couple of really big design blogs. And from there, it just exploded. That's crazy. So really, it was just those handful of emails. And then it just went out on the blogs there on just a handful of like key strategic blogs. And from there, blew up. Exactly. That's wild. Crazy, crazy. All right, let's backtrack a little bit here. So obviously, today, you guys are uber successful and creating maps. And that's kind of like your main thing. But did you always want to be artists? Did you always want to be graphic designers? Or or take us back a little bit of what your story was, how you guys met? Give us that snapshot. Well, I guess as as a kid, I was always on the computer. I mean, I think from like a really early age, my dad always had like the latest equipment, and he would, he would let us use it and encourage us to use it and learn how how it all worked. So I was always kind of making art digitally and also always interested in business too. I used to just stand there and ask, like, what can I do for money? <laughs> like, what can I do for money? Whether it's yeah. washing windows or making little businesses that, I don't know, it was always, those two always fit together for me, I think. So it was cool when I met Omar in art school because he kind of had a similar experience growing up. Yeah, same same thing. We had we got a computer. I think in 1995, my family did, and it just turned out to be just a giant Microsoft Paint box. Yeah. I spent, <laughs> spent hours and hours in Microsoft Paint. I made uh, I made lots of little animations of secret agents, like doing like spy stuff, and I just loved it. It's all I spent my time doing. And then from there, I learned how to make a website. So I wanted to show other people that I made these these animations. So I really got into the world of kind of graphic design and web stuff from an early age. So you guys met up in art school, right? We did. Yeah, we were. uh, I remember seeing him like early, early on. We had some classes together, I think our first year. And then as we both went into the same major, we were both in advertising and graphic design. We had a ton of classes together. So we worked on projects together. And yeah, we were. I mean, yeah, we were together. Yeah. And then maybe like a year out of school, I kind of trying to get her to hang out with with me. It's it's harder to do after school is done that you finally kind of... uh, Okay, <laughs> I mean, if, the lesson here is if you stalk someone long enough, they're exactly. bound to get it. This is like a five-year game. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right, so you guys go through art school. Is the plan like individually at that point? You're just kind of you're going to find an agency and you're just going to kind of do graphic design. Is that kind of where the track that you're headed down? Yeah, Jen was doing freelance work out of school for lots of local Columbus companies, and I was working at a Columbus agency which did motion graphics work. So yeah, we did that. And it was fine. Yeah. I mean, we were, uh, Omar's job was awesome. I mean, I was doing some freelance projects that were okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were, they were a lot of work, but I don't know. We were like 
satisfied for a while. And then we started thinking like, oh man, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this exact thing is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. You hear a lot of um, client work, you know, it's as an artist, it's kind of hard to kind of balance what you want to be doing with what your client wants to be doing. So it's, it's hard to feel kind of that creative fulfillment sometimes when you're working on that kind of work. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. I've heard that from a lot of, of artists I've talked to who would say something similar of like, I, I'm kind of in some ways at the whim of the person that's writing the checks. Exactly. And yes. even though that they have horrible you know, design <laughs> skills or creative abilities, it's like, I'm seeing something totally different, but they sign the check. Therefore, I, yeah. I got to kind of jump through their hoops, even though like as an artist, I feel like this is ridiculous that they <laughs> yes. want to do this. You can't put any more cat gifs on your page, people, seriously. <laughs> At what point do you guys kind of come together and like, hey, what if we do some work together? How does that kind of happen? Well, it was a nights and weekends kind of thing. I mean, when our jobs kind of weren't doing it for us creatively, we said, well, we're artists. Like, we can do whatever we want when we're not at work. So we did all kinds of things before we started making maps. We um, were street artists for uh, one summer. Yeah, we had stencils and some wheat paste posters. We made jewelry. I was like etching silver in my dining room with like acids. It was crazy. What else? What else we do? Did like some vinyl cutout stuff. We just did like, you know, just just, whatever. I mean, we would just go to the art store like on Friday evening and (laughs) buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And that's that's another good, that's a good thing about having uh, an actual job, job because you can actually have it. That is true. We could afford. Money to do whatever you want yep. to do at the end of the day. We could go wild and spend all our money <laughs> on art supplies, which we did. And so, with this project, the first map we made was just another in a long line of of fun little projects that we that we did together for no other reason than wanting to be creative. So it sounds like even as you're, you know, you each have your full time gig, and then you're also doing some of the the dabbling with various art projects on the side on the weekends, nights and weekends stuff. It sounds like at that point you're not really looking for something else. You're just kind of doing the art projects as a little side hobby. It's just it's just fun, you know. It's not necessarily it doesn't have to turn into anything, but we just enjoy doing it. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we made one dime on anything else. We no, <laughs> no, we didn't. And, and it wasn't yeah, like you said, it wasn't the the objective. We just wanted to have some some fun and make some artwork. Yeah. Nice. All right. So you're doing that for a bit. And then you, uh, you, at that point, you guys are starting to travel some more and you're starting to just experience the world together. Yeah, it was fun. We started doing, I mean, again, we were on like, you know, it was our first jobs. We were right out of college. So it's not like we had this huge travel budget. So we did a lot of road trips. And Jen also started getting into that travel hacking stuff too. So we got yeah. some, some of those deals. So, you know. We need to talk that, massively about that. Oh, yes. Oh, I, yes. I am the geek of our family on that stuff. So, yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay, we got to trade strategies. Yes, uh, we can talk all day about that. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. So you're doing a bunch of a bunch of road trips, and then just decide, you know, hey, I'm looking for a map. Doesn't exist. At least what we're looking for. So let's just make our own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many months I spent like typing in modern map into like Google and Etsy, like like really looking for it. I could see it in my mind what I wanted. I, our apartments. I mean, we're kind of we like the mid century kind of look and lots of color and kind of clean lines, but, but minimal still. I mean, yeah. that's, that's our look. And that kind of vintage look too, yeah. kind of like old. Vintage inspired. Yeah. And there wasn't anything out there that I wanted to hang on my wall. Cause I wanted it to be big, you know, like a, a big piece that we could put pins into and, and really kind of use it to think like, okay, this is all out there. How are we going to see it all? And so finally it was Omar one night. I mean, really, I had been looking for like two months. He was like, just make it. 
Like we can just sit down and make it. We. <laughs> he sounds annoyed designers. at that point. He's like, Jen, stop talking about it and just go make <laughs> just the dang map. Exactly. Yeah. So we did. It was just another one of those projects, and I mean, it took us. We worked on it a couple weeks, nights and weekends. Yeah. And. Uh, and then we got it. We had it sent off to a screen printer in Portland. And. Oh yeah, it was. And then it came back maybe a week or two two later. And it was huge. Like we got this big box on our doorstep. And uh, we opened it up, and, and there it was. It was huge. It was perfect, exactly what we had envisioned. We were like, wow. <laughs> okay, this is fun. It was the biggest thing we had made, uh-huh. I'd say. That's cool. Though. I think there's a great lesson there because you're, you're looking around for something that you can't find that exists. But on the outside looking in, you know, my initial reaction would be like, there's plenty of maps out there. What do you mean you can't find a map? You know, they're right. everywhere. In the same way that I think a lot of people look at it like, well, the world doesn't need another book, so I'm not going to write it. The world doesn't yes. need another blog. The world doesn't need another podcast. The world doesn't need one more of this thing that clearly already exists. But I think this is a great story and a great example of someone who you guys are able to look at and go, no, 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 I'm looking for a map, but a very specific nuanced map that's just yes. what I'm looking for. So it doesn't exist. Therefore, I'm going to be the one that's going to create it. Exactly. I feel like we hear that. We've talked to a lot of artists over the last you know, five years that we've been doing this. And I feel like I hear that from a lot of them that they're like, oh, well, you know, there's already jewelry out there that's like what I want to make, but not quite. Or they just don't feel like there's going to be different enough. And what we've found is that you really don't need that large of an audience. Yeah, it's it's a pretty big world out there. If you can get like 1% of 1% of 1% of your niche, I mean, that that's, that's enough to sustain yourself and to <laughs> yeah. make a really nice living yeah. making your art. So yeah, I would encourage anyone to, to kind of stop looking at some point, which is what we did after we kind of looked at all the maps that were out there and saw, eh, not quite. We just stopped looking and started creating and yeah. started making. Stopped looking, started making. I like that. All right. So you make the map, you print it, shows up. You're like, wow, this, this is kind of cool, but we got 49 more sitting here. So <laughs> yeah. what do we do with these? So you throw up the website Sunday night, Monday morning. They just literally, they sell out overnight. It's like we're, we're at work in the morning and our emails were like, cause you get like a PayPal notification yeah. like exploding. And then it got up to like the 50 PayPal notifications that we got emails not stuff saying print more, print more. When are you gonna have more? We're like, you know, we better strike while the iron's hot. We'll say, oh, just make it pre-order, which PayPal does not like. We wouldn't recommend doing that. But we'll, <laughs> they'll freeze your account and everything. But <laughs> we had a lot to learn about the world of e-commerce yeah. in what 2010. Yeah. <laughs> Short yeah, amount so. of time. So, uh, so that whole day has just got to be surreal for you. Like, I can't believe people are buying these, and now we're out within a few hours, and people are literally begging for more. What's going through your heads at that point? Well, we started doing kind of the, uh, the like back the napkin math over there. We're like, wow, this is like more money than we make like in a year. It's <laughs> like so entry level jobs. They're like, wow, this this could could this could be something. Be I something, mean, yeah. I was standing in front of a class of of twenty kids <laughs> teaching, and my phone's in my pocket, and it's just buzzing, and it's buzzing for like ten minutes straight. And I finally sent them on break. I thought someone had like fallen off a cliff or something <laughs> terrible happened. I was like you know, let's take 10 minutes. And I look and I see what Omar has been seeing for the last 10 minutes, which is this inbox that has like hundreds of messages in it. You know, many of them saying notification of payment received. <laughs> as what is happening? I think we got on a iChat then. Yeah. And we're like furiously chatting to each other. Like what is happening? Yeah, trying, trying to scheme credit, you know. Well, we had to figure out where yeah. we were featured at that point. Cause uh-huh. I was like, how, 
How did they find us? Because the first person that bought something from us was a art director in South Africa, which of all places. <laughs> yeah, wow. I was like, wait, what? Like, how did this happen? How do we ship something to South Africa? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we had no. That's clue. all under, under, we, under at this point. Yeah. We had the posters under the the couch, and that's it. And that's it. We had no tubes. We didn't even know what a mailing tube was, really. I mean, yeah, we had no, no clue how we were going to ship them, how they were going to. Nothing. We knew nothing. So we got thrown in the deep end. I guess in some ways you almost feel like, ah, let's just throw these up and see what happens. And in some ways that like in a really good way just totally backfires on you. <laughs> yeah, it did. It totally did. We were like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. We should probably figure out how to do what it is that we are now doing. And it took us, seriously, probably, we did that in February and tried to this until May before we got that first initial order out because we had to wait for the printers, of course. We had to keep on upping our our numbers, and we had no idea. We brought these poster tubes that were like one inch in diameter, and you couldn't. There's no way we could have, you know, rolled in there. We had no idea what we were doing. No, no clue. <laughs> we set everything with no. We didn't fasten the caps on the tubes. We just popped them in, so people were getting tubes with like the ends that had <laughs> popped off. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. But I like. I like even what you guys talked about, you know, whenever we connected in Portland, a conference that one of the things that you guys said was, we'll just kind of figure it out. We'll just say yes. And we'll just kind of, I don't know how this is going to work, but let's just try it. And because I think a lot of times, whether people are going into art or they're going into whatever type of entrepreneurial or business endeavor, we just kind of feel the need to let me get my whole plan in place. I need to know exactly how this is all going to come together. But you guys have always kind of had that strategy of like, I don't know. We'll just figure it out. Let's just do it. And that means at first we're going to ship out some things and they're going to end up with an open container yep. that, that is going to be missing the map or it's going to be tarnished or whatever. But we shipped it. We got it out. And we'll, you know, if we need to ship them a replacement or whatever, but we're at least taking steps toward, we're going to try it and just see what happens. Yes. It's the only way to get anything done. Because it's funny too, because we, the things that we probably plan for the most are the things that never go according to plan. Right. So the planning <laughs> is is to a point kind of kind of worthless because what we're doing is so just changes by, by by the minute it does you have to just learn as you do it and for us it's worked out i mean most of the time we screw things up you know what i mean but it's <laughs> but that's how you learn and then we get much much better i mean right now we're packing you know so many more orders than even at the beginning it's crazy it's I mean, so much more streamlined oh yeah we we have, I think it's like a 650 piece framed order that we're doing right now. And this is like a leisurely, this is like a vacation <laughs> for us. We're like, this is easy. This is, we put get on, to put, watch put, the movies. Yeah, put on the Netflix and just, yeah. So we've come a long way. And I think you, you get there by making those mistakes and by forcing yourself, putting yourself in situations where you're forced to figure it out. Yep. Yeah, that's a great that's a great principle there, and I I just love that idea. I love the way even you frame that of you know today we get an order of six hundred and fifty pieces that four years ago we would have been bursting into tears, just no yes. idea what we've got ourselves <laughs> into and how do we get out of this. And now going all right, we can just go on autopilot and yeah. put together a six hundred fifty piece order like you do, exactly. you know. So sweet. So at what point during this, so this Monday happens, you sell all forty nine of these plus many many more. Are you just immediately like? Uh, Tuesday, we should quit our jobs. Let's, let's just let's just do this. Like, at what point are you are you kind of making that transition plan of like, I, this is obviously something just from this Monday alone. But are you also kind of questioning, is this a, a just a flash in the pan? Is this just a little one time fluke because of this specific map, or are you just like, let's just jump in and try it? Did you both quit your jobs, or just kind of how did that transition take place? 
That did not really cross our minds. I would say probably until three to six months in, we started thinking about it. Because like, like you said, I mean, who knows if this was a fluke, like you can't really, maybe this was one map and we got the, this, this first initial burst and then that's, that, that's it. Yeah, we used that time. I mean, we continued, I was teaching and freelancing still, Omar was still at his job. So we felt completely secure with our money, which was great. So anything that came in from our new little map project, we just called it Monopoly money. <laughs> we we took a trip did, to New York. Yeah, we didn't. We kept it in, our, in that PayPal account. We put invested, reinvested every dollar really that we made. Uh huh. We back yeah. into making more maps. Yeah. Introduce yeah. some new designs. Yeah, and that's what we wanted to test too to say, okay, was it this just this map, or was it can we make different maps and have them sell just as well? Which we did. I think from what was that February to May of 2010, we designed. I don't know, probably like five more things. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was five more pieces. Maybe it was a few more than that. But, and we tested those as well. And the response was good. I mean, people were still buying the originals and the new ones. And we kind of were getting more and more data as each month went on about just how much money this thing could generate uh, reliably. So that summer, I think we started talking about, you know what, like, this is starting to become a, you know, we get home from work or he would at least at what six and we'd be working till three four in the morning yeah it was, maps. yeah it was one of those things too where something had to either had to cut back on the map part of it or get rid of our jobs because it wasn't enough hours in, in the day yeah but at that time your jobs are they're okay they're not great but they're sustainable or whatever and you can tolerate them uh but i, was, I would assume this map thing you just got to feel like Sheesh, if I had the option, I'd much rather be doing this. I'd rather be rolling maps and, and being in control of my own destiny rather than just punching the clock for someone else. Yeah, definitely. And we were really fortunate in that I had a more fluid work situation than Omar did. I taught, I mean, I signed up, I was an adjunct at the art school. So I was able to, I taught a high school two week, like summer camp kind of thing in July. And after that, I didn't re-sign my contract with them. So I knew that I wouldn't have that in the fall. And then with my freelance projects, I was able to just kind of phase them out over that next three months there. So heading into the fall. So I was able to kind of take the leap first Mm -hmm. while Omar continued to work his job, which gave us a lot of stability at that point and kind of gave us the confidence to say, okay, I'll go first and I'll tell you like how this goes. (laughs) And then once I did it, I was like, come on, come on, this is great. So it was, I think, October. October, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Of that year. We were doing like probably nine months of the 24-hour work. Yeah. Schedule. Yep. He left in October of 2010. And then we were both full-time and we were like, wow, now what do we do? Like, this is weird. <laughs> we all this so time. time. Yeah. So, yeah. Jen, at the time when you first quit, and it, I like the way you put that, of, let me jump in the water and test it. Oh, it feels good. This is nice. Yeah. You, you should quit, too. And yep. everybody jump in. But I think at the same time, like anytime you're starting something, even if you've had like a lot of success out of the gate like you, you guys did, are you still kind of running through just some doubts and insecurities and fears? Like, what if this whole thing like comes tumbling down? Or uh, what's kind of going through your mind at that point? Yeah, I think we were, we were super, super scared. We, I think it's important to note we saved a lot of money. Like yeah. we set aside like a year's worth of like, of expenses. expenses. Yeah. And we're wow. in Columbus, Ohio. So at that point, we, I think we were, well, we were in separate apartments. So we were actually paying a decent amount of rent between the two uh, of us. But, and that summer, I think you moved, 
you moved in because your apartment. Oh, right. Your lease wasn't renewed. Right. My landlord sold the apartment, so I had to move into your place. That's right. So anyway, we saved cheap. a lot of money. Yeah, it was like we had a $500 a month apartment and pretty. Yeah, we played it very safe, living, yeah. so that helped. But it was a little scary because this thing happened overnight. So in the back of our minds, I think even today, there's still like a... At any moment. It like, could end yeah. overnight too. Like it, this came out of nowhere. And it was actually kind of funny too that next year, I mean, a lot of funny things happened. We got hit with taxes. So always do estimate of taxes if you're doing your... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, was like, it was like a five-figure tax bill. We had a few print runs that didn't that didn't go so well. And we actually got to a point where we're like, oh, crap, like we're almost out of money. And mm-hmm. like we're like, maybe this is over. We've got to find a job again. But fortunately, we had a few good large orders at the end of the year and a great all of 2011, all yeah. And, and that really knocked us back up again. Yeah, that but first year was hard. Yeah, it's a hard, lot harder. Hard, hard. Yeah, even with all the money we had saved, I mean, it it can go out pretty pretty fast, yeah. especially how, when running a business. How many times were you feeling during that first year like maybe we made the wrong decision? Like maybe one of <laughs> like maybe one of us should go back and get a job so we at least have some security and stability. Because I think there's a lot of people that maybe listen to this that may have been in a similar spot of I'm just right there where I could almost take the leap, but I'm scared that six months in I'm going to be questioning not even six months six minutes in I'm going to be questioning <laughs> whether I made the right decision or the wrong decision. And even for you, I mean, we, you look at it now, it's like you guys are, are killing it and doing really well. It seems like, but but that first year you're like sheesh like the whole thing could have crumbled in that first year or we could have just totally been like ah screw this it's just not worth it anymore so like how do you kind of persevere through that first year man i don't know i I think it was a little bit of just not really being fully aware exactly (laughs) of what was going on because at the time i mean i had been freelancing and omar had freelanced too but we had never run a business like this we didn't really know like oh, you should probably be looking at your financials like daily. Yeah. Like, right. Just to see what's coming in, what's going out, what's going on. We really had no clue. And also too, when we said, okay, here are expenses for us. Here's rent and here's like insurance, that kind of stuff. We don't really think about, oh, wait a minute. It's going to cost a few thousand dollars every month to get our stuff printed. And here's your postage, like stuff we didn't think about for the business, which is our main expense even today. Yeah. So some of, I think what kept us going is not being fully aware of really how close we were to running the entire thing into the ground. Yeah, we were, we're also like, this is also, we were like, what, 21, 23. Yeah, so we were like, we're rich, this is awesome, I have $2,000 in my checking account, this is amazing. So like, a lot of it was, yeah, just sheer ignorance. Ignorance and youth, I think, uh, really helped. But I also think that we really, and even now when things are tough, because they have definitely been tough after that too, yeah. I mean, that wasn't like, we went through this one hard time and hooray, we made it. It's, yeah. it. I think for anyone doing anything on their own, it's it's a roller coaster of ups and downs. But I think what kept us going is really thinking back to why we had started this in the first place. And it was to be able to make art, to be able to make the art that we wanted to make and share it with the world. And if we could just kind of keep our eyes on that as the goal, that we would be able to make it work. And so far we've come close to... Uh, <laughs> it's a disaster yeah, quite a few times but <laughs> but it's it's going it's yeah. still going and it, it's going better than it ever has which is incredible. Very cool. Well, obviously there's a lot of like online shops out there that are doing something maybe similar and, and maybe it's just kind of the, a small one or two person shop that, that's making something, maybe it's not maps, but it's some form of art. So for, for them that may be hearing something like this, what would you recommend that people do when they're first starting out to just get their, to advertise or just get their brand or get their work in front of, of people? So it sounds like, you know, emailing the blogs work well, but like you also commented, Jen, it seems like some of those major blogs that we think of in whatever industry or space or niche we 
may be in that they just get inundated with requests like, look at my stuff here. I made this thing. You should check this out. So how do you just get the word out of this is these are my things that I make? Well, there's good news and bad news. The, uh, <laughs> the bad news is that everything has changed since, uh, since 2010 when we first sent out those emails. The good news is that everything has changed since 2010. We now have, I mean, we started no Twitter, no Instagram, none of these ways that the visual artists today can really use to spread their work visually very quickly. Very quickly and very cheap, cheaply. You can open right, for free. a cast for free and you can really... You can really connect yeah. with people on, on a wider scale, I think, than even was possible um, in 2010 when we launched. So my advice would be to just get your work out there. Yeah, the, the first thing is, of course, to make work. To make something. To That's make something, true. yeah. And make something that you're, you're proud of, that you like, and that you would be happy to see that are, you know, wear on your, wear on your own your own body oh, yeah. or hang on your own walls. I mean, that's been one of our guiding principles from the beginning is if, if we wouldn't hang it up in our house, we don't make it. I mean, we always make something that, that we want first and foremost. And we found that if it's something that really makes us happy, then chances are pretty high that it's going to make someone else happy too. Yeah. Um, I think there's, again, there's another good lesson there where so many times we're just taught, we're taught the opposite or we're told the opposite thing of figure out what the rest of the world wants and then you make that thing for them. Even if you're like, I'm making this thing and people are buying it, but I hate the thing that I'm making and I'm not, I'm not proud of people are buying it. But I like what you said, like, no, no, like I want to just, I want to make something. I want to create something that I'm happy to put in my house. So when family or friends come over, I'm like, Hey, come over here, come over here. Look at this thing I made. Isn't this cool? Cause it's just something like you just take pride or ownership, you know, in, in this thing that you you've crafted and it's not something like you hide in the corner and that you're ashamed of. Right. Yeah, we we have our actually looking right now. We have our world map still hanging above up over our, our our couch, the original one. Yep, we just hung it up the other day. We had it. Uh, we framed it for the trade show that we just did, and and now it's in our house, and it just makes me so happy. I mean, it reminds me like I, I feel just as happy looking at it now as I did when we first opened that box and hung up, you know, the first one that we ever made. I, I hear artists all the time saying, "Well, I, I want to make money doing this, and so I'm going to try to try to make stuff that people will buy," and it's just. We've done that We've too. We've tried it too, yeah, and we it said, just okay, doesn't here, work. Here are the trends. Here are people ask us to do, and you make it, and those ones always flop, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you have to consider the fact that someone other than you will probably be looking at it. Uh -huh. But if it doesn't make you happy at like that core, like creative satisfaction level, then I, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna work. Uh -huh. Real quick, give me one of your disaster stories, like something where it's like, <laughs> we made something like, oh, this is it. This is going to be a home run and it just flops. And maybe you're, you're stuck with a bunch of inventory or whatever. Give me a story like that where it just it didn't work and didn't oh, go according God. to plan. Which one? We talk about, um, <laughs> this was actually that second year where we told you we were almost like completely out of money. We spent the first kind of like four months that years were, we're both out of work. So like, okay, we have all the time in the world to design now. We're not designing, you know, in the in our, in our, the craft in our, our free time. So we're going to really make this thing great. We made these six prints that all go in a series. We made like a cool video. We partnered with one of the blogs that featured us right at the beginning with a big giveaway, which had like over 300 entries. We're like, this is going to be great. It's going to be our best launch ever. And then when the prints finally launched, like nothing. They like to sell. <laughs> nothing. And it was nothing. our best work to date. Like we were super proud of them. We were so happy. And it was an important lesson for us to learn in that, not everything is going to be a hit. Yeah. Not everything is going to fly off the shelves. I mean, I don't even think it was the pieces themselves necessarily. It's just, I mean, that's it's just how it goes. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not everything is going to explode. Yeah. 
but yeah, you, we and, and obviously you know hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's easy to look at it now and have that 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 attitude of just like eh, it didn't work, we'll try again, and you know pick up the bat and swing again. But at the time, like what's going through your head? Are you just feeling like we're horrible, we suck at life, <laughs> we should quit? Like how, how do you kind of rebound from that? It was I think it was frustrating because we had we felt like we had finally actually put time into something because everything else we had done so quickly and so like kind of just shoved out the door <laughs> and like it, everything was kind of half-assed about it but yeah and now we actually tried and like no one cares like oh man but I think for us again it comes back to being happy with the work that you make we were still yeah, happy still, with yeah, the still pieces like that. we still we still, we still love you Prince like we still fun. love you even <laughs> this past week we got just finished a job with a really big food magazine and we illustrated the table of contents and the inspiration photo that she sent was one of those pieces that did not sell. So <laughs> I know that they, it's not the work, you know, you, it's just, yeah, so it's, people just don't want to buy it. for whatever reason. And, you know, even actually people have bought them more like in the last year, I think than we, yeah, I, don't think we have, yeah I, I think we're finally all out of, you know, you can do some fancy like sales stuff and like some, rearranging but we still get emails asking for it, which i think is funny but yeah i don't know again if you're happy with the work you know and you just keep making stuff that was also what we did we turned around and said okay that one didn't work let's yeah, make took, something else yeah we took the last little bit of our money said okay we're gonna we have a few few more ideas left in us and, and the one that we did it did really well that summer the flags one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So. Crazy, crazy. Yep. Well, let's wrap up with this. Let's say you're, you're talking to yourselves of, of three or four years ago. Uh, what advice would you give to yourself today for someone that may be listening to this going, I've got this thing. I've got a, I've got a store on Etsy. I've got something that's kind of working. And I think there might be some glimmer of hope there. But I'm kind of hanging on with my full-time job right now. And I'm trying to decide, do I stay? Do I go? Do I make this leap? What do I do? What advice would you give? What would you go back and do differently, if anything? I would say for myself, at least, I, I think I get to move with this, is not to get ever too complacent because after, like, as after we quit our job, we had all this time and not saying that we got lazy or anything, but we're like, okay, this is running pretty well. We didn't really, I don't know. I think we had a lot of momentum yeah. at that time that I would have put to better use instead of getting super nitpicky and detailed about stuff. I would have continued yeah, instead, at a similar pace. Yeah, instead of saying, okay, we're going to spend six, six months making one design, so you know what, keep on... Churning them out. Keep on churning, keep on letting people know you're alive because as the years go on, like you said, there's more and more people doing this. It's like it's harder to kind of rise to the, to the top. So if you have a chance, if you ever have a moment where you do get the world's attention, the internet's attention, or your niche's attention, really capitalize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good one. We're going to go with that. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Nice. Very good stuff. Jen Omar, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time and for sharing your story and your journey with the How'd You Get Into That podcast audience. And, and we really, uh, really appreciate it. For people that want to, I know some people are pulling over right now. They're like, where do I get these dang maps? I got, <laughs> I need to know what these maps are about. Where can people find out more about you? Where are you at online? We are at thesearethings.com. Our shop is there. You'll be able to see all our work. We write a blog too that kind of walks you through our entire journey in like painstaking details. You can check that out. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram at these are things. Beautiful. So people, people, seriously, make sure you check these out. Go buy you some maps. And I'm super intrigued for myself because my wife and I were talking about that the other day. We, uh, as, as a travel hacking nerd, Jen, that yes. we are, uh, we're like, we got to, we, we just go back from a trip from Hawaii and take a lot of trips as a couple. And then a lot with our family, we've got three little girls and 
where it's uh-huh. like, we just need a map just to slap up some pins on there that are going to poke holes through the wall and just show all these different <laughs> places that we've been. So uh, I'm, I'm going to get a map. I'm getting a map. That's it. You, you've awesome. heard it here. So uh, I'll, go, I'll go check that out today. So guys, thanks so much for the time. And uh, we'll look to talk to you again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, Grant. All right, there you go. Episode 20 with Jen and Omar from thesearethings.com. First of all, go order a map. Those maps are just stinking cool. Just stop what you're doing. Check out that website, thesearethings.com. I want you to uh, to be supportive of the guests that are on this show. And so if their work aligns with something that you're looking for, go support them. Go check their stuff out. Follow them on Twitter and uh, and buy some of their stuff if their their product or service helps support you and what you're doing. So check that out. These are things.com. Really, really cool maps there. So thanks, Jen and Omar, for sharing your story. Really getting good stuff and uh, really just I, I love the semi-overnight success and I love how they... They just say yes. And we're like, I don't know. We'll just kind of figure it out. We're not business people. We just like making maps. So we'll just kind of, we'll figure it out as things come along. So really great stuff there. Hey, as I mentioned to you at the top of the show, we're doing the survey right now. We'd love for you to be a part of. You can find that at grantbaldon.com slash survey. Uh, I promise you it will only take you a couple minutes, but check that out. That would really, really, really mean a lot, help us out a lot uh, if you could fill that out. And like I've said before many, many times, thank you so, 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 so stinking much for for uh, just being a part of this journey and being a part of this podcast. Well, I hope it's inspiring to you. I hope it's encouraging to you. Uh, we literally, we have we have thousands of people from all over the world that listen to every single episode. And so it's been, it's been so, so encouraging to know uh, that it's helping you. I've got emails from people all over the place. So just telling their story of, of how it's been helpful to them. So you can, uh, if you want, feel free to email me anytime, grant at grantbaldon.com. If you're pondering something, chewing on something, uh, I've got several emails from people who've said, I never, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I never email. I never do anything like that. And I don't know why, but for some reason I decided to email you. And for whatever reason, they're always shocked when I email them back. They're like, I just, you know, I thought you just say that. You don't actually, I was like, sheesh, come on. If you email me, I'm going to email you back. All right. So don't, don't ding around. If you've got something you you need some help with, or just want to kick around, email me grant at grantwalden.com. All right. Hey, that wraps up episode 20. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for listening to how'd you get into that? We'll be coming at you again real soon. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the How Did You Get Into That podcast with Grant Baldwin. Don't forget to visit grantbaldwin.com for all the show notes and links discussed in today's episode. We'll see you next time.